Welcome to Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying. I'm the co-host of this podcast along with David Chang. Moshi, moshi, moshi. And today we have our very special guest, Wedgie, Brian Ford, a.k.a. Artisan Brian, a.k.a. Barry Brian. <laughs> a.k.a. has become very active and vocal. Wait, did you just did you just say buried Brian? Barry, Barry. Like I'm dead? No, like no, Obama. Barry, like Barack. Man. Oh, I thought you said buried Brian. I was like, damn, y'all are coming for me this Oh, episode, shit. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Uh... Some of the uh, major Domo media staff have noticed you've become a little uh, vocal on the Recipe Club Instagram comments, fighting for your, defending your 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 losses and wins on the show. <laughs> it's, all, it's we're supposed to have fun, right? It's all in good fun. We're supposed it's to. Good, it's it's all too competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to be like season one. Why can't we do it like season one? My lord, kumbaya. Um, Brian, what's up? How you been doing? How's how's you heard like the busiest man in America? You got your own podcast <clears throat> launching, Flaky Biscuit. Mm-hmm. You got nuptials yep. on the horizon. Let me tell you about the disasters that's happened with wedding planning, bro. God damn. Oh God, please, I love Jeez this. Peace. I'm trying to find a photographer. I'm trying, man. You, <sighs> Ooh, man, but it's all <laughs> you, good. You, you go explain. We need some chocolate. Almonds, you you talk. Give us, break us off a little taste of wedding planning. You did a you did a food tasting. I did a food tasting. Um, that I, I got the we got the rings. We got the rings. There are rings. Um, what else needs to happen? There's a bunch of other stuff needs to happen that hasn't happened yet. So we got about a month. Will there you be? Will you be uh, writing your own vows? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna write my own vows for sure. So it can't. It's not that hard, you know. Just write some shit down, and you, you got any know what uh, it is. Webster's dictionary defines love in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, nah, son. Okay, true love. <laughs> love. <laughs> it's all good though. It's all good. About half the people uh, we send invites to didn't get them, and so we got. It's it's it wasn't my fault. So anyone out there that. Made other plans and now can't make it. It was not my fault. You heard it here first. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> put that shit in. Put that shit on air. <laughs> I'll play this back. <laughs> Listen to Recipe Club, the coconut episode. That's where your invitation was. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With 0 to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. Featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Oh, what are you drinking from that big goblet? This is just a little bit of a Pinot, Pinot Nero, you know, winding down the day. I just processed the... 50 pound bag of coconuts, actually. So, 
I needed to uh, decompress a little bit. Uh, which is a, a timely task for right now because this episode, as I just said, very is the, dangerous. Is the coconut episode? Yeah, tell yeah. us, tell us what that means. You 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 process I, a fifty pound bag of coconuts. So um, <laughs> I, I I source these coconuts from the Dominican Republic, and then I um, I'm actually going to be making the cocoa bread for Chef Kwame at Tatiana. Oh, uh, which is which is um, it's actually that's supposed I don't know it's supposed to be on a wraps whatever I don't know when this will air it's all good. But, uh, you know, been doing some tests with his chefs on some recipes, and it's been great. And I've been – a lot of the canned coconut milk, I mean, you know, when you talk about brand, you talk about Afro-Caribbean, you know, his brand, my brand, and all that kind of thing. It's like it makes more sense to get the Caribbean coconuts, make it fresh. I don't know if it makes sense, actually. It, does, it makes you know, it's easier to just open a can. It's great. But, um, you know, it's just a new little project, a little, a, little, a little situation happening. But processing the coconut, basically, I'm making milk out of the coconuts so you know breaking them in half taking the water out taking the meat out reducing it down on gentle heat so that the flesh decom- decompose a little bit um because i'm not able to differentiate between yellow and green coconut uh unfortunately only if you live in a coconut area could you actually do that but if you use the yellow the meat from the yellow coconuts it's more tender because it's more mature and the water from the green coconuts you'll get a better milk uh, but i'm using one coconut so i just kind of like simmer it let the meat break down and then, uh, you know, uh, blend it up and cheesecloth it out. And it's, it comes out creamy, comes out delicious. That's, that's, well, that's my new life. Well, it sounds extremely delicious, but also it sounds like very high food costs. <laughs> They're cheaper than you think. It's cheaper than importing prosciutto, prosciutto cotto. labor. labor. <laughs> so you characterize yeah. this, Cheng. You immediately said dangerous. Yeah, breaking coconuts is a very it's- dangerous job. You yes. made it sound easy. Maybe right? not for someone that opens no, coconuts no. all the time, but <laughs> having been in restaurants, it's not the job that anybody wants. And uh, I believe that I was tasked to do that for Karen Damasco at Kraft using a bandsaw. Oh, jeez! That's that to me is actually maybe the fastest way, better than throwing and, a, a like a machete at a in like yeah. a, in a vice. Uh, but you know, like, that's probably safer too because when you crack it, you don't you can't really con- so I have to like build a barrier. <clears throat> In, around the station first and foremost and get you know get no, the you, goggles so on more, so you take, so you take the like... you take you, you drill a hole or something you let the you get the liquid out and then you slice it open mm-hmm. but you are rolling a round object through. well but it's soft. two hands it's okay, like okay. you know okay but so this gets to some of the the, the no pun intended the meat of the matter here so the <laughs> first thing i think it's crazy that coconut water has gotten as popular as, as it is but coconut water is the you pick up a coconut you shake it you hear the sloshing around that's coconut water it's just the the juice inside the coconut right and so you're saying you drill a hole you drain that out but Co- the pulp coconut the fat coconut milk is this very labor intensive thing where you've got to split it whether you know like you said with a bandsaw or how are you doing it brian uh, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, you get the water out, like Dave said, with the drill or whatever, and then you, you can just take it with your hand and, and crack it smash open. it down. It'll it'll crack perfectly. Around. I mean, you know, to Dave's point, it doesn't always crack perfectly. So, you know, it, it, it it's a small batch operation I'm doing, so I'm not, like, too concerned with getting it right every time. But, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, you just pop. Brian, um, I'm happy to give you my cocoa bread recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But, hey, hey, don't don't be telling Kwame that kind of stuff. He'll fire me and hire you. <laughs> that was fucking that good cocoa was, bread, right? Damn right it was. Damn, nice that shape. was that was, was the best meal I cooked was. all year for sure. 
I think about it all the time. That was legit the, the best the food I've cooked all year. It was very, very delicious. Barbecue turkey next. Whew, whew. <laughs> uh, coconut milk is different than the coconut. Coconut milk is what you're saying is you've got to get all that flesh out, grate it, or whatever you're going to do. Yes. I think people can Google or YouTube how to make coconut milk. I think what's more important, Chris, sorry to cut you off. Let's just get to the meat of the matter, as you said. What is coconut bread? What is cocoa bread? Why is it important to the Afro-Caribbean cuisine? I mean, there's cocoa, cocoa bread is distinct. It's different than, let's say, pan de coco. And there's, you know, there's a lot of different things happening here. I mean, Jamaica, you know, was colonized by different, you know, their, their British colonization versus uh, the Latin American colonizations. Uh, so there's different influences in terms of how bread is made. Uh, in certain different parts of the Caribbean. So there's there's obviously that. Um, but pan de coco, let's just say in central... And of course, uh, let's not forget the Philippines, where the Spaniards, I think, went from Central America with this idea of pan de coco to colonize them. They was just on a road trip. Imagine that kind of shit, being on like a boat road trip just to be like, let's... let's push. Anyway. Let let's hop in the boat and see where it takes us. <laughs> anyway. Who else so can we screw over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anybody Bro, have a six-month-long like... playlist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's literally what they were doing, man. They were just pulling up, murking people, and bouncing. Um, but hey, it's, you make it sound as easy as breaking down a coconut, man. A lot goes into colonialism. I actually colonialism. think it was. I actually yeah. think it was, man. P- imagine just minding your own business in your house, and someone pulled up with some foreign weapons and murdered you. They're just like, "This is ours now." Or if they didn't, they left germs and disease. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah which blanket. they were fil- they were filthy. Um, let me try. <laughs> It's so hard to talk to y'all. Welcome serious. to Recipe Club, where we talk about things that we don't know very much about. Not just food, but world history. In, in, our, de- in our defense, we're, we're more right than wrong, usually. This is true. I, I, this I, is true. I, I know a decent amount of this one particular thing. It's just I'm trying to condense it, and I'm trying not to crack up laughing. Um, but anyway, it's just made differently. Bust out your Howard Zinn, man. Give, you got your time. Yeah, man. Come People's on. history. Professor Zinn, let's do this. Come on. This, did you just call me Professor Zinn? Zinn. Howard Zinn, good. he wrote... Uh, Wood drastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so cocoa bread or pan de cocoa, but cocoa bread itself is a specific yeah. kind of bread served in Jamaica. Yeah, it's light. It's airy. It's made predominantly with white flour. It's buttery, actually. And I, I think there's actually debate between actually using coconut milk and wa- or, or water or or none in it. There there are... Uh, I met some... DD, sorry. Hey. Gigi's eating uh, the other dog's food, but that is no way to speak to your fiance, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so there's debate within the community of cocoa bread makers where some people don't actually use that much coconut in it. Um, Obviously, I think from a quality perspective, like it should have coconut in it. But hey, you know, look, I'm and it's tricky. I'm not from Jamaica. My dad was half Jamaican by blood, actually, from Montego Bay. So that's a whole other slave thing. so it's in my blood, but from a, from the perspective of like experience baking cocoa bread, I opt to use coconut milk in it. Uh, it tastes better, it's, it, but you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of butter, a lot of butter, um, melted butter. Um, when I make pan de coco, for example, Central American style, I'm using a little whole grain flour. That's how it was traditionally made. It was unleavened. Uh, it was never really a leavened bread. It was more weedy. It was earthy. It wasn't really, it's not really enriched. So a pan de coco uh, in Central America is not going to be as rich as a, as a cocoa bread. Cocoa bread's brushed with butter, finished with salt. It's very, it's very light, creamy, airy, and buttery. And of course, coconutty, if, if one opts to use coconut within it uh, or on it, coconut oil, for example. 
So, I mean, you know, I make it the way I make it. It's just not, it's not any kind of authority. It's not any kind of scripture. It's just the way I make it uh, from studying it. But um, in Central America, it's usually made with a little more bran in the wheat, in the flour, like a little more weedy. Uh, it's used to dip into soups. Uh, my first experience eating pan de coco was in my abuela's house, just like, just like this kind of dense coconutty roll, dipping it into a little fish stew, you know, a whole fish, just bones and everything, fucking scales, everything, just all up in there, man. Uh, that's typically the delivery of pan de coco in, in Honduras. But, you know, in Jamaica, you, you put a whole beef patty in between it. It's light. It's designed to be that kind of light vehicle for mm. Uh, a fatty meal and it's just more buttery so i mean, I mean that that's again double this car- is that's a double carb life yeah can you it's the best give me <laughs> praise the sing the praises of the, the, beef, the patty beef patty is a is, is a is um just a wonderful wonderful thing right beef yeah. patty chicken patty yeah that's about yeah. it i don't like any other kind of <laughs> patty, <laughs> but it tastes everything it tastes good and it's this really delicious crust that's horrible for you because <laughs> it's, it's really hard to make it's really, really hard difficult to make. To make. not easy to it's make not easy to make and the, and honestly like shout out the old school pizza shop culture here like i know they got the jamaican patties on deck they're fine but i there's shout out homie branch patty out here in new york making ridiculous i mean bro quality that's just there's a difference man like you can go to the, get the frozen ones at the slice shop look again respect that's that's culture that's that's tradition but when you get a quality Jamaican patty, wow, it will change your life. I don't think that many people have had one. It to is be not easy to make, and I think that people underestimate the difficulty in doing it right and the the nuance. And I'm hardly a Jamaican food expert at all, but it is delicious. And when you put that sucker into a cocoa bread, yeah. Whew. So this is the move. I I I came to my first. Why can't we do a cocoa bread? <laughs> patty recipe why do we have to get recipes that i don't want to cook <laughs> so, so we'll, yeah, we'll get to that I, i'm kind of like it's, it's like season three i'm like are we making marshmallow <laughs> stuff ritz crackers today i Can mean we- so <laughs> i came late in life to the jamaican patty and i felt like i was some sort of just i, I was coming out of the wild into civilization when, when somebody first showed me when they were like Here's a beef patty, and I went to take a bite, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It might have been you. You're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> like, put that in a piece of bread. <laughs> and, like, my my mind exploded that this thing was designed, this this breaded pocket, hot pocket of meat was designed to be eaten within a fluffy piece of bread. I was it's like, not that you can eat it either or, but a real trademark move in Jamaica is to double carb that thing. Well, I just I mean, I look at the shape like, of cocoa bread. Yeah. If, if if you're listening right now and you don't know what the shape of cocoa bread is, it literally I feel like is shaped to engulf a, a patty. Like I mean, it's that's just, it's like it's it even, looks like a it's like a little mouse bun. that opens up. <laughs> yeah, I was so I just felt so I was so uncivilized and I was I was I, I learned something so amazing there. And you know what I'm saying, man? Coconuts are special, man. You could put the, you could put the oil in your hair. You know, for somebody like me, I play with coconut oil for my hair, for my face. Uh, just I mean, it's coconuts, man. Like it's just it's I, when you're I, Brian. I also put it from, in my son's hair. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Nice. Like luster. It's a bit, it's, no, I, I don't know. It looks fucking for, great for vitamins. Yeah. Health. It makes it shine. It makes yeah. it crisp. Makes it curly. Get on the coconut in your hair bandwagon, dude. Come on. Yeah. You coming in here with that fresh haircut, but you ain't got no coconut in it? Come on, man. <laughs> Come Shit. on, bro. You gotta put coconut in your hair, <laughs> bro. I, like, what do you do? Bro, I just rub like a whole coconut on my head. Is that what, <laughs> what you're supposed to do? I read that coconut. You just like rub it a whole coconut. It smells good. 
<laughs> How much coconut plays into your cooking, though? I, I didn't really use it until I started cooking professionally and never really ate coconut. I mean, we would go on a trip and I would have a pina colada. That would be the extent of my coconutness. And this whole coconut water stuff, while I think it's awesome, it's a recent development. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like avocado toast. We've been doing it since we was born, but, you know, <laughs> these mugs out in California figured it out, <laughs> marketed it, monetized it. Like, bro, I've been had avocado on bread, bro, when I was eight. My brother would put avocado on bread. You telling me that he should have had a flu food blog? Like, come on. Yeah, but there's one difference, Brian. There's one difference that you don't have that the people that are selling avocado toast do have. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a big, big difference. Big right, difference. That. Yeah, right. You can see there's it on the camera. That, there's something that you do have that they don't have. Actually, it's a very specific there's a- pigment. It's a very specific uh, chemical. I'm on recipe. <laughs> um. But you, I mean, day to day though, at home, are you? I, I, listen, I love coconut milk and the fact that it's pre- like prevalent throughout Southeast Asia, the food of India, all of the, all of yep. it. Um, oh, yeah. You know, just not part of Korean cuisine um, or a, like Japanese or Chinese for that matter. Maybe in mm-hmm. Burma, yes, but not in Chinese cuisine because in uh, in in a lot of the Chinatowns, I, that's where I go to get cheap coconuts. Sometimes I don't know if that's just like a. Just a I would think that it, like... it, I think it's probably because of the the border to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I will also say there are a lot of things that we that we Chinese people will sell you for cheap that we don't use ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about bags and all that shit in Chinatown, man. I was talking. About... <laughs> uh, no, I actually grew up about? eating a lot of like so. No, not really in Chinese cuisine, but in some of the like, my mom is from Macau. You know, some of these places that have kind of a more uh, a mixed cuisine. Like, so we eat like. Portuguese style macanese curry it was just all coconut milk, so I ate that. But yeah, not in like traditional Chinese, I don't think, or maybe like Hong Kong. It looks like you grew up eating a lot of coconut milk. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a lot of coconut. I'm like, don't Same open the whole here. can. I'm just gonna put a straw in there anyway. I'm all mozzarella sticks, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's all mozzarella. I'm all coconut milk. I'm, oh, I'm shining in, in, from the inside. Uh, <laughs> But it's a it's an awesome. Listen, I think people need to understand that coconut milk is extremely high in fat. Mm, yeah, I think there's a perception that it's low fat. No, no. But it's delicious. I, I, mean, I think I think depending on how it's processed, it can be less in fat. Like the coconut milk I just made is not really full fat because I'm using the meat from a younger coconut. I, I don't know. I, I get man, I'm not a scientist here. All right. I'm just kind of using my eyes. And when I drink it, looking at the texture, it, it it's a little more water based uh, than a can of like straight up full fat coconut milk where, I mean, the cream is set and like, you can, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's some like, oof, so just fatty. screwing around. Like the one thing I, you know, I like to put coconut milk in bread because I like that fragrance. And it cook a lot of that mm-hmm. fragrance cooks off. So don't be surprised if you make coconut bread yep. with b- coconut milk. And you're like, I don't really taste anything. Mm-hmm. You're really adding it for the fat itself, yep. right? So this you're replacing you know, the coconut milk instead of butter or milk itself, dairy. I found that if you are going to use coconut, you want that flavor. Yes, I'll use coconut milk because I think the fat is so much easier to distribute than, say, even softened butter in in a dough. But I like brushing my bread with coconut oil, and that Absolutely. really resonates 
that yeah. that coconutty flavor that really lasts, especially before it hits the table. It's a it's an awesome thing. Coconut That's oil is true. amazing. I, I would say you're 100 percent right about like getting that coconut punch with the coconut oil. But if you want to feel it in the bread, don't enrich it too much. Don't enrich it with anything else. No sugar. Uh, don't don't add no no eggs no butter obviously and if you use coconut milk that's full fat you will get a little bit of it shining if you do a super low sugar or zero sugar bread you know if you go crazy with the sourdough go crazy with the whole wheat that's also going to overpower that that coconut is a slight it's a slight little aroma and that's why it works well in tortillas my mom's tortillas don't have many ingredients coconut milk uh flour little baking powder well i i I found brian that Coconuts and poolish do not go well together. <laughs> Gotta keep that shit separate. I did, I I agree, but poolish I also disagree. Wants no part of the fuck coconut game, and coconut wants nothing to do with the poolish game. So get that shit out of there. Don't, don't that is te- straight don't fucking te- yeast. And don't tease the hey. Don't tease the poolish army. You know we'll come for you for those. Oh, oh, no, we're gonna come for you. Bring it. Bring it. Don't that talk about ass instant pot army. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> All right, let's get in. Let's get into our little game here. What? Whoa, that was yeah. funny. All, all that army. Yes, he was. Bring that Costco those, chicken yeah. army. Bring those, it all. Are sep- those are those are separate armies. I don't know nothing I about all those same. troops. I think there there's a lot of overlap between those armies. But Dave wants all the smoke today, guys. <laughs> Just bring on whatever you got. If you Google coconut recipe, you get 799 million results. I think a lot of uh, sweet treats. Buttery coconut mm. bars and coconut cookies, macaroons, uh, macaroons. <laughs> In Bolivia, they're called cocadas. Just fucking random fact. The 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 coconutty macaroon, or it's, yeah. it's an alligator. Well, before you begin, let me just throw one more thing to waste more time. <laughs> what? <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? But I think this is going to be a doozy. So just hold on to your fucking seats here. All right, hold on. I'm ready. <laughs> let's let's play a quick game here. What is the worst coconut food out there? It's a item with coconut in it. What is, in your opinion, the worst coconut food in the world? Mounds. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would Mounds almond joy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mounds. Was, is... I would have never thought of it, but because like I I don't. That's not. Oh, I, I, hold on. No. 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 Uh, well. Uh, Oh, well, oh I, I, I have to say, no, I have to say, I have to be real. Mo- the box coconut waters is garbage. It's garbage. Not as box bad as coconut mounds. waters are garbage. <clears throat> Not as bad. Box, mounds box is coconut like waters are no, no. Oh, come on, box coconut it. waters is garbage. Come on, mounds is I'm proof. For, I'm waiting water. for the Gatorade flavor. It's gonna <laughs> be great. <laughs> mounds is proof that we live in a simulation run by a malicious AI. Like they they put us in this world where mounds exist. Mounds is disgusting. Yes, coconut water that tastes like water, vaguely coconut. That's fine. Something that is concentrate coconut with nothing but like high corn fructose syrup wrapped in a shitty chocolate thin shell. You tell me. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. But but here's the here's the difference. You're buying a prepackaged processed candy bar, so like uh, you can't have standards with that shit. Yes, you can. But if I want to drink coconut water, if I want to drink coconut water. Have with a candy bar? Have you had a Twix? <laughs> I mean, I don't really eat chocolate bars. I, I mean, eat this Snickers. is a great Snickers, Snickers is commercial good. because clearly you're hangry right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Brian. <laughs> Have a Snickers. Snickers <laughs> is really good. Snickers. Right Recipe now. Club brought to you by Snickers. 
<laughs> Y'all are ruining my Almond Joy sponsorship that I had in the works. All right? Almond Joy <laughs> and Mounds I'm is kidding. the worst. The worst. I'm, I, yeah, I'm simply like, they cannot think of a worst product ever made. They're terrible. And I think we They're need to terrible. gather all the people in the world that enjoy Almond Mounds, Mounds and Almond Joy and send them to another place. Mounds. <laughs> Mounds, terrible name. Almond Joy. What a, another wasted great name. Great names. Wasted. Yeah. There's Almond no joy, joy in Almond Joy. So much better. Right. Almond we, Joy. Something now, I mean, now with no, we, we now dip, it's 60% less joy. Yeah, we dip into this Almond Joy Mounds well at least two times a year, and it never fails me. <laughs> it's always it's always good for a, a few minutes. Um, so of those 800 million Google results you can get for coconut recipes, we chose none of them. <laughs> because we, we as always, put the call out to our listenership, to you all out there, to send in your coconut recipes. And just a reminder, you can continue to send those into the fixer at majordomomedia.com. The two recipes that made the final cut were Jesse's favorite granola by Annie Bauchio and the Easy Boozy Pina Colada Rum Poke Cake by Julia Woods. Those were the two that we got to the uh, final selection committee, which is Brian Ford. Brian, which one did you pick, and why did you choose it? Uh, I picked the rum cake. Um, Excuse probably. me, say it by its proper Christian name, Easy Boozy no, no, Pina no, no, Colada no, no, Rum no. Poke Cake. No, I don't know what the poke thing is. Why I don't understand. I understand that you have to poke holes to drench a cake in rum, but, like, nah, bro, you don't need to call it a poke cake. So um, I'm assuming that's what the poke was for, right? Poke, yeah, poking the poke holes. is to yeah to saturate it. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, do you really want me to say? <laughs> I honestly, I, cho- I honestly I was chose expecting the... it to be poke, and I thought it was gonna have spicy tuna. I shit you not. I thought I was like, oh, this is gonna be some whack ass recipe. You I, thought it was. I, hold on, just so we're clear. You thought it? I, honestly, yeah, legitimately. I I read this. I was like, poke. I was like, because I never heard of, never heard of poke. Right? I I thought it was pokey. I was like coconut I mean, rum pokey cake. I was like, oh, I one hundred percent have read the word poke as yeah, pokey. Right, right. But but that means we both saw this as easy boozy pina colada rum poke cake. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't even register that at all. I damn, that's crazy. No, I didn't see that. I'm Julia. Um, this is my recipe for easier boozy pina colada cake. This is a cake that I oftentimes make for um, friends. Um, when it's anyone's birthday, I'm always the one to make a cake. And I have a few that really like coconut cake, a few that really, really like rum cake. Um, so I've t- tried to merge the two together to make something that makes everyone happy. The recipe originated just because one one summer um, I had two friends whose birthdays were very close together. Um, I made one of them a coconut cake um, and I made the other one a rum cake. And I thought to myself, why not just combine these next time? One thing is just making sure that you're using like full fat coconut milk. Um, if you use any of the lighter ones, it tends to get a little bit runny um, just because it doesn't have that fat content that it needs to, to hold it together. I'm just going to have to skip this part of the podcast tomorrow because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. <laughs> we did make this in the studio. For all you people who keep on questioning us, we made it. Dave tasted it. Dave tasted it in a very aggressive way. Do you remember this? <laughs> He's zoned out. Let me just say, Brian, I tried to give Dave a fork, and he said, we don't need forks where I'm going. <laughs> just, just went face H- first. Hands off. What does that even mean? I'm, a, I'm all about experiential dining and eating. And every bite, I want to carpe diem that shit, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Carpe diem every fucking bite. 
<laughs> He's gonna that's another new like, fortune shoved your face, You shoved your face into Fuck the cake. Yeah, I did. I just had my first uh, pie eating contest where my hands were tied behind my back and I had to eat the pie like with my face in the pie. So that was a first. This is coming first soon to a tasting menu, three Mission Star restaurant, <laughs> to you very soon. Where you have to eat the rum cake with your face? With your hands behind your back and it's all sensory <laughs> overload. Mm-hmm. And the sommelier <laughs> cheering you on. <laughs> BDSM dining. Uh, of course, here on Recipe Club, we always push things further than we need to. In addition to making this by the book, we all took it further because that's what we want to do on this recipe club. We are going to see how we... Wait, can... am I supposed to also make it by the book too? No, you're and not. You're make... fine. You're oh, fine. Oh, sorry. Okay. You're busy. Unlike me, who's just hanging out. <laughs> we adapt <laughs> this to different conditions using this wheel right behind us here, the wheel of death that will spin and give us a constraint. And we're going to have an update with. to the wheel soon. Very soon we're going to do we got we got more in store for you. All you all think that we're not trying more things new stuff. for people to complain about coming it's up. It's going to evolve. Yeah. <laughs> so I like this. I we like spun this. the wheel last time and uh Brian landed on budget, so he had to make his poke cake That's uh, basically for as less is. than 20 bucks, I think pretty much as is. Dave had to make his pantry only, so he used only shelf stable ingredients which makes eggs not possible with this as we will find out i think he decided to pile a few extra constraints on himself as he is wont to do uh and i for the 57th time this season landed on lux which means i had to spend 150 dollars and try to make the cake fancy so uh brian since i think yours is probably closest to by the book do you want to talk about your your process of of making this cake um just to clarify, with budget, I could use the stuff in my kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, uh, who knows? It... Uh, right now, that we have the 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 peanut gallery that's following it every says... potential rule violation. Well, it says also... uh, in the in the sheet I got, it says all ingredients must be around, uh, twenty bucks or under, including yeah. ingredients. Oh shit! Including... I might have fucked up. In... So you're saying I had to like fair market value what I use or like no what? no 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 no. Well, so what did you what did you have at home? Eggs and here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me fuck it. Let me just explain what I did. It is what it is. Like whatever. I broke the rules. If I did, I didn't. Um, it, it, it it's no. It's not even close to being as is <laughs> because I have all I have everything to make a phenomenal cake always in my kitchen. All I had to do the, here's the problem. The problem is shitty rum is terrible. Look, rum is is great when you get really good rum. Rum yes. is great when you get like Chris. You probably had a very delicious cake. You probably had a. Re- I'm assuming your Lux item was the rum. I hope because rum under twenty bucks, bro, is not good. It's 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 bad. Okay, it's not good rum. It's bad. Now I had to make a decision about this. Uh, I assumed I could just use everything in my kitchen to make the cake, so I just bought a uh, uh, you know like a, a fifth of rum for twenty bucks. And that's what I spent the money on. Uh, I got, and this, I don't know. No judgment here, right? I am judging you. I think you definitely broke the rules. <laughs> I think you broke the rules, but go ahead. Big goose egg. Well, up. you guys, I can cost it out. I can cost out what I use right. because at the end of the day, man, I mean. But if you I bought a $20 trade... bottle of rum. Oh, damn. You may have pushed yourself mm. over the limit. Anyway, Part of that challenge is uh, figure out how to do it. You know? Let's hear what you I did. Thought though. The inc- I thought including ingredients already in your kitchen meant that I could just use what was in my kitchen. You could spend easily, yes, bucks. you can. But then you just need to, you know, make sure. <sighs> wait, wait. No. So you didn't buy anything else other than the? 
Bro, no, it's flour, All right, then butter, you fine. egg, sugar. You had all, then fine. He made it. He made it. He made it. Technicality. I think he made it. This is uh-uh. a new leaf for you. I think that uh-uh. let's hear. Let's hear. Let's let's hear the full thing. No, no, no. I feel. I feel so dumb. I mean, like I didn't even mean to do that. Listen, I could have easily just. I think I it's fine. Bought... People are gonna shit on you anyway. But <laughs> it's fine. It. Well, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing for the people that are gonna shit on me. Like, just know I ain't even, bro. I ain't got time to be thinking like that. I'm gonna be malicious, man. I just. I saw the doc and I was like, oh, okay, 20 bucks plus what I got in my kitchen. So, and it's not even that big of a deal. it's the same so. thing that. All right, right let's, I think, unless there was anything like crazy that you had in your kitchen that nobody would have, let's just go. No, 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 no. All right. So, so I got terrible, uh, uh, what's it called? Captain Morgan spiced rum. Um, I, 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 I think <laughs> it's so bad, but like it, it, I think it's important when making a rum cake spice. A lot of people forget, including this recipe that you need to spice your cake. There's no spice in this cake, in this recipe that I'm aware of. This is a box of cake mix and 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 pineapples and you know there's no spice so you got to have some kind of allspice uh a, a tiny bit of nutmeg and ginger ginger is huge i mean come on we're talking about caribbean cakes you gotta have some ginger in there so um i you know i made a cake <laughs> i creamed together some butter some sugar uh some eggs and i used some flour use a little whole grain flour whatever i have a bunch of flour in my kitchen hey what can i say i'll cost it out so we can see how far Above the 20 I went. Maybe I spent 30. No, no, no. It's fine. All right. So I made the cake. Uh, I just I just made it in a, you know, uh, you know, the more popular tourist uh, rum <clears throat> cake. What's it called? Tortuga or something? Tortuga. Well, I've got I've got a I've got a bunt cake pan that's got that cool spiral shape. It's my preferred shape when I make rum cakes. Uh, I think I just posted a video about a rum cake actually randomly that was unrelated to this. But I use that pan. Uh, I put the, I put coconut flakes. The other thing is like the coconut flakes in the batter. Mm-mm. Nope, that's not that's not good for a rum cake. It just adds unwanted. That's like when I get uh, when someone uses dried rosemary in something or, or like fennel when it shouldn't be there. And you're just kind of crunching on something and you, you're like, why is this all up in my shit that I'm eating? So don't the coconut flakes should not be in the batter. What you know, instead, you can just put it on the bunt cake pan after you grease it. And then put your batter in so that it kind of just bakes on the top. You have a little bit of it just right on the top. And you can have the moisture from the rum inside the cake. So I changed that as well. Um, I also did uh, rum-soaked raisins. I uh, had some raisins. I, you know, use half the rum, soak the raisins overnight. Got those nice and rummy. And that's a good way to kind of just, like, get the – because I'm using bad rum. I'm like, how can I make the, the rum taste better? So, like, make the raisin taste like rum. I'm a big fan of raisins. Uh, so I use raisins. So I use Sounds rum like soaked Brian's raisins. Making something for a frat party. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I opened up the watermelon and then I put the bottle of vodka in there. <laughs> You're calling? Are you disrespecting rum soaked raisins right now? That, was that? I mean, Captain Morgan raisins. Uh, I think I had that at SA. Twenty bucks. Come on. If I if I had better quality rum, I wouldn't have done that. But sure, sure. Past judgment. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, because that's sure, what Recipe right. Club translates to is <laughs> passing all, judgment. Right. God, there's gonna be so much judgment now. I'm like, I'm ah man, I, I wish I could just don't worry about it. Just keep going, ago. keep going. I want to hear what's uh, happening. Anyway, here. so look, look. Here's the thing: the recipe as is. I'm sure it tastes great. I the, now the crushed pineapple undrained, the extra moisture. I don't. There's no. Way, there's no way. There's no way that that extra moisture works. So I don't it know is, because the, pine, the pineapple I, itself. I'm going to concur with this. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a recipe. I, in a long time. Texturally, it, it, it makes it makes it hard to become a cake. But 
there's no way you can look at that if you're using a box cake mix anyone should know everyone knows the only my the only argument the, box- the only the only argument for it is that <laughs> whatever the texture of this cake was going to be it gets <clears throat> drenched in the syrup anyway so well, that's that's fine but whatever mean, you honestly, want in the batter i will say just just as a quick point on, on the original dave tried it too the only sort of standout feature of this recipe is that it is insanely sweet <laughs> insanely sweet so anyway go ahead um is it insanely sweet because of the rum syrup yeah it's the rum syrup i mean it is well let me yeah replacing let me, whatever let me... water content with crushed pineapple also probably has something Got to do you. with it let, let me just hurry the fuck up real quick and, tell, uh, and finish it. So I baked this. I baked this cake. All right. So rum soaked raisins inside. No coconut inside. Obviously, uh, I used fresh pineapple. Uh, I kind of took. I chunked up some fresh pineapple. Uh, I have fresh pineapple. All right. For because I noticed how mugs are. Where you get the pineapple from? I had. I had a pineapple, bro. Like I did. You know what I mean? So I have a pineapple. I um, chunked it up and then uh, also kind of cheesecloth it to press some of the moisture out. And then I added those. Not all the moisture, just some of it, and I added those to the cake. Uh, so that's the thing about the canned things. Like the, the pineapple is so much moisture. I, I don't understand that fun drink. Uh, anyway, I baked it. Then I so to make my rum syrup, I actually used uh, I used panela, uh, which I think is it gives you a um, shit. If you don't know what panela is, it's basically um, sugar cane process. It does it's a whole situation, but in Latin America, you can buy basically like. Uh, uh, Sugarcane that's been pressed into molds. It's brown. It's reminiscent of brown sugar, but has a completely distinct taste. It's like unrefined uh, sugar, right? Is that... Unre- yeah, correct. And in, in Mexico, it's called piloncillo. Cool. So I used vanilla to make the rum syrup, a little bit of vanilla, rum, and butter, uh, a little bit of butter. Uh, that's what I did. And then so that it wasn't too sweet. So I, you know, again, with the whole like, oh, make it how it is. I, don't, I mean, that's just how I would as just. That's just how I would make it. You know, if I'm reading this thing, say a third cup of sugar, I'm going to reach for something that's not just the, the granulated white because I know that's going to be <clears> too <throat> sweet. In terms of the frosting, I made a basic buttercream. I mean, these, these again, Duncan Hines, Betty Crocker, Pillsbury and all that kind of stuff. I get it. Like, it's like, I get it. But a buttercream is butter, powder sugar, a tiny bit of vanilla. You get a nice texture. Do you think people you know, understand those, how bad frosting is for them? It's bad. I don't think have, the, people have any fucking idea how bad frosting is for them to eat. Go read the nutrition facts of those things, man. It's like butter, no, man. but on a very, sugar butter. So yeah, so like on a very basic level, I don't think most. I think people think of frosting as something different and don't realize it's the same thing. Like, can you like people would never imagine if you if you're somebody who just puts a thin layer of butter on your bread, but will eat a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's just butter. That's <laughs> sugar. The cake Someone is tell me to watch so the mayonnaise, but they're yeah. eating the fucking. It's just <laughs> butter. Frosting is legitimately probably yeah. the worst thing you could consume in your yearly diet. It is, and and people are like, people are like "Give me the corner yeah. piece with all the frosting." You know why no one eats the bottom half of a cupcake? Because it's not as delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. true. Frosting, so you made a buttercream. No, it's no, that was a great point. Brilliant Honestly, marketing, glad, turning buttercream into a thing called frosting. Right, we hid the fact that it's just butter and sugar by calling it buttercream. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Amer- and American buttercream too yeah. is just like yeah. dumping powdered sugar into uh, into a bunch of butter. Anyway, yeah, so I, I, I topped it with the with the buttercream. I did not add co- coconut flakes. I like how. First of all, let me tell you something right now about this recipe, bro. This was the thing that drove me the craziest. Toasting optional. 
toasting optional I love on that. the coconut flakes that you're going to put on top, I don't want to eat bagged untoasted coconut flakes. So I, when I, it's like, I they should be, be if they're going to be just on top. Well, they should I be liked toasted. it because I had to do under 20 minutes. <laughs> right. He was, <laughs> he was fair. released from his, I was yeah. pantry. I will get it in a second. So no coconut on top. Where, where was the majority of your coconut flavor from in this coconut recipe? So, so the coconut milk. Oh, I didn't even. So I, gl- I glossed over the part where I use because I'm making a bunch of coconut milk right now. I, I just I made coconut milk. There's coconut milk in it as instructed. It's not from a can. And then I put coconut on the rim of the bun can, uh, bun mm-hmm. cake pan. Did you do the syrup drenching? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I use the panella for. Got I, it, got I made. It, got it. I made. Pay attention, I, man. I zoned look, out, it, man. Look, and, and just to, just to close, it tasted great. You know, just to, to honestly to close, it was delicious. It, you know, I, I just made it my own way. I probably broke the rules. I, I asked for, you know, I'm apologizing. I fucked up. But um, I made a really delicious cake. Uh, but there's a lot of things in that recipe that I think are ridiculous. That if you're a novice baker and you never baked and you dump a can of uh, pineapples into your bag, you're going to fail completely. So, well, you know, that's a good segue to me. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by lincoln in the all-new 2024 nautilus hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display available revel audio system and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage oh my god the world isn't wide enough visit lincoln.com to learn more some models trims and features may not be available or may be subject to change Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. So, Dave, your your drawn assignment was pantry only. Mm. You know, I was uh, feeling myself that day, and I decided let's make it more difficult. Let's also do it under 20 minutes. Um. Not only that. And not only that, let's also only use the microwave. <laughs> yes. Oh. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, I decided to make my own cake mix by, by eye. I didn't measure anything. <laughs> I just put some flour, sugar, baking soda, baking powder, and 
uh, I abandoned the eggs because there was shelf-stable pantry. So I just added a whole ton of coconut milk and coconut oil into my mix. Wound up, I mean, listen, and if you do that uncovered and in any day, it'll or even a coffee mug, it'll work. You can you can get a beautiful microwave cake. Shout out Albert Agia for being the first person to do a microwave cake. So I knew that was possible. If I wanted to be more chefy about that, I would have put it in an ISI siphon gun to aerate it more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. But I'm just telling you for all the food nerds out there, you could. Mm-hmm. If you want to be like, look how cool I am, you can make a very aerated, spongy cake. Like nice, yeah. Nice, nice, nice lift to it. By the <clears> way, <throat> you you omitted one other thing that you added to the difficulty <clears throat> level. Which what was that? Was tears. Oh, I wanted to make it a three li- three tiered cake. Um, so I had everything plossed out. It's all on video. I did it under 20 minutes, but things went sideways pretty quickly. The first layer of cake went really well, right? I made it, and it's cooling in the freezer. The second one made was, like, really good. So, like, I'm now, like, I'm cooking as I'm going, and I have the second sheet. So it's, like, the second layer is probably, what, an inch, you know, perfect. And I'm going to cut it out. By the way, five minutes in the microwave, and it was done. Yeah, it was five minutes and done. Five minutes done. So I was like, okay, I actually had time to do a lot of different things. The third one, I realized if I if these guys didn't come in because we're at the studio of Chris Yang and you know and, and yeah, Dave, they didn't show up. I'm gonna put all the blame onto them because they were like, "Hey, you gotta put the pineapple <laughs> in the in the in the in the mix." I, I did. I said yeah, nothing. Yeah, I wasn't did. even there. Like exactly that way. You gotta put the pineapple in the juice in the thing uh, and the coconut. I was like, "What?" Okay. And I was afraid that by not following the rules. I would be DQ'd or whatever, right? So I, I dumped the damn can in. I put some coconut in the, the leftover, the last piece of cake, right? And uh, I knew right away that I just made a disaster, you know? <laughs> I made a huge disaster because now it's 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 like swamp, swampy, swamp ass, you know? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's, a, it's, it's less of a batter and more of a sludge. And I knew. I was like, oh, I'm making a pudding, like a British pudding. <laughs> this is not going to be good. And, I, and I, again, I take responsibility, but they, if they're playing a game, they, they did a good job because they whispered sweet nothings in my ear. And what I wanted to do, Brian, was to make the three layers and then put the frosting and then stud it with the, the pineapple and, and drizzle. Poke, mm-hmm. poke it with the booze. So, mm-hmm. And then frost it with the Duncan Hines frosting. Everything went sideways at this moment. Right before, actually, I even started the third one where I added the entire can of pineapple and stuff to my, my middle layer. <laughs> I take the first layer out. Even Chris looks at it. He's like, wow, that's nice. True? <laughs> true, true, true. I'm taking the second layer out. And I may have touched something on the side or whatever. Mm. Maybe I banged it. I don't know. It cracked. Mm-hmm. And I lost my cake. Did it collapse? No, the it just I I hit it right. No, and no, he like shattered the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. I shattered oh, it because it was in the freezer as well, right? Um, so that that ruined my game plan. What you strategy. don't eat glass? Yeah, I'm hardcore, <laughs> not that hardcore. You, was, were you serving? You were serving. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm looking at the clock, and I have like seven minutes left, and I'm like, oh, and my other. 
now just the crappy pudding one is now cooking and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. So um, I have to make another one and I'm out of my the ingredients. So I, I had a box thing. So I take that and I try to cook it the same way. It doesn't come out that well. It actually turns into a cracker. Um, <laughs> like really terrible. So then I, I don't know. I, I really panicked and then... Um, for whatever reason, I took the rum, Malibu rum. It's beautiful, Malibu rum. You talking? You shit on me about college, and you use Malibu rum? <laughs> I'm not, sh- I'm not, sh- you, I am not no, shitting on you on. at all about Captain. Hold on, I don't even know even Barrio. But you use Malibu, bro. Amen to that, because it's delicious. No, I, I'm not judging you. Put you put Ciroc, apple vodka, and Malibu rum together on ice. Oh Woo. shit! Delicious. <laughs> what do you Ciroc. call that? Fucking. <laughs> Yeah, or even absolute flavored vodka, lemon or green apple, delicious. Don't fuck Bro with my sugary Mal- sweet drinks. Dog, the first time I had alcohol was Malibu. Yeah, you understand? Like, it comes from Malibu, California. Clearly, <laughs> all right. Which which makes a lot of sense because Malibu is the land of uh, coconuts. coconuts. One of the most one yeah. of the highest Palm producers trees. of coconuts. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> so I I now am now trying to. Because I feel like my cakes are now going to not have the structural integrity that I hoped for. Not being able to then put this crappy Duncan Hines shell-stable frosting on the sides, because then I would just rip apart. I had the bright idea of, like, why don't I loosen it up with some Malibu rum? So I take out the Duncan Hines frosting, and I put some Malibu rum. Not that much, but whatever... Whatever is in the ingredients in the 45 to 50 item ingredient list on the Duncan Hines frosting, there's a, a like a, like Star Wars and the Death Star, there's a structural integrity weakness point in the actual mix of the Duncan Hines frosting. <laughs> Whatever is a chemical compound in the Malibu rum, if you add Malibu rum to Duncan Hines frosting, it starts to disintegrate yeah. into nothing. Malibu, <laughs> Mal- Malibu rum is frosting antimatter. Yeah. <laughs> Once it touches the frosting, it dissolves into nothingness. Yeah, like all the like DNA molecule structural compounds that are sticking together, the Malibu rum just ev- like eviscerated and turned it into nothing. There's no more structural integrity, so it's turning into like a soup quickly. <laughs> like as the seconds go by, I see like the DNA of this thing just decomposing before my eyes. It's like pouring hot water on snow. It's just like disintegrating. I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> what? So, so I was like, shit. I'm running out of time. The only thing I can do next is like do something to absorb the fucking booze. So I take all the shitty um, desiccated pineapple, I mean a coconut, and I pour it into my frosting batter to soak it all up to like turn it back into a concrete mixture of some sort. Needless to say, it look it's a blob, right? It's a blob. Yeah. Uh, it's like an amoeba-like blob. It <laughs> Wait, looks like I'm looking under it on a microscope. God, you have glossed over the very, very best part about this, Brian. <laughs> Is that I peeked into his kitchen as he was doing this yesterday, and the first thing I noticed... <clears throat> Is that this motherfucker had gone and got the cake stand with a glass lid on it in anticipation of his cake? So all of this is happening on an elevated cake stand. Yeah. yeah. You know, come on, listen, listen, listen. Shut up. Shut up. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why you do things like this. 
Yes. Yes. Let me tell you why you do something like this, folks. It's like getting, you're dressing for success, okay? You're visually imagining the success that you're going to have. Hey, listen, Brian. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So, like, I'm looking at this beautiful wooden pedestal. I'll be like, man, I'm going to fucking just crush this. God, the image he had in his head. The image I had in my head working working very well Mm -hmm. until... Things go sideways. <laughs> I've never felt. I've never once felt sorry for you, Dave, before. <laughs> yeah. So but now that I'm... just kind of made me sad. Yeah. I, I know I just laughed a lot, but that that kind of listen. Me that sad. first no. you were like and, and excited. Listen, about if you're going to microwave it, it's really important to let it rest and let it cool down, right? Um, so I put it in the freezer. But if I didn't, I'm I I promise you, you can make a beautiful tiered cake in um uh, in the any day. That is a guarantee. It just may not be possible. Under 20 minutes. And the funny thing is, is I didn't even have to do under 20 minutes. I was just, he, just, he just needed. I but, was trying to go for the extra credit. I was trying to be like fucking win this thing. So, so you don't feel entirely just pity for him. I will say I was in the other kitchen in the studio. <laughs> he had the biggest smile on his face when he came in with this cake stand with just like a liquefied blob of coconut flavored. Uh, <laughs> Let me just finish this. So now, <laughs> clock is running out. Clock is running out, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I got one top layer that looks amazing. The second fake layer that I use from the actual box mm. is literally concrete, <laughs> right? It's just a disc. Just a disc. <laughs> like I can't use that. But now, in retrospect, I should have because it would have given it structural integrity. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like that. And I probably could have softened it up with the booze. So in retrospect, I, I think I would have made it, overcooked it. And that third layer was the pudding. <laughs> because I couldn't lift up, really, the pudding, I had to make it as my base layer. And I had to throw out the cracker layer, and I put the top layer on top. So I, it was on now three-layer three, cake, three layer cake to a two-layer cake. And what I wasn't ready for was how fast. When I added the Malibu rum to the frosting, I didn't even see how fast it was disintegrating. Right. right, I didn't even see that. So by the time I decided to start to frost my cake, put the layers on, it was like pouring soup over it. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is this is like a a, a trifle. I'm gonna. You made I a trifle. I made it a trifle. <laughs> so 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 then I poured the rum on it, and needless to say, I I did my I, I gave a valiant effort. But it looked like one of the worst things ever made in the history of the world. But it tasted very good. It was it was very boozy. It was very sloppy, as a rum cake should be. But I didn't I didn't stop eating after one bite. <laughs> but um, I, I tried to do it. I still completed under twenty minutes. But I I think you can make a more beautiful version, uh, not under twenty minutes, and everything will shell stable. Um, yeah, I. I just as a side note, what I was thinking originally what I was going to do, because it's pantry and, and 20 minutes, and I know this is going to work, and I'm definitely going to put this on a fucking cake stand because it's going to be fucking beautiful. Look at me. I'm I'm going to watch out, Pierre May. I'm fucking coming after your ass. <laughs> He's got a trifle. <laughs> I, I was thinking that if you took, like, 20 Twinkies, right, and you layered them, Instead of yeah. uh, 
lady fingers, right? Whatever you make oh, tiramisu mm-hmm, on, right? Mm-hmm, if you layer mm-hmm. it all, because the wow. cream itself is the frosting, so I don't need to add frosting. Sure, right? You layer one layer of Twinkies on top, or you cut them in half and they're frozen, so it's like a little bit of cream, and mm. then it's over. So that you could also do that. Then you can put some whipped cream over that, and then the pineapples. And then do through two or three layers, and then soak it with the Malibu rum or rum or Dude, whatever. That sounds and phenomenal. I think that's what I should have gone with because you couldn't yeah. make a beautiful slice of that. It would look like tiramisu, but not everything shell stable, super easy. And that would have been very cool. Uh, very cool. That, that very, sounds very cool. spectacular. Yeah, that's right. I think it would have been it clever really and does. smart, but I didn't yeah. do that because I was trying to impress Mr. Poolish over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is it your reminds fault, me right? of, It reminds me of the, what was the bread we made? I was like in Mexico, we did an episode. Yeah, and I made, made concrete. Make that, that concrete loaf. <laughs> There's a company that raised a ton of money because they made concrete from like hay and like a, a rare form of clay. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a new, super mm-hmm. strong concrete. And honestly, I think we should go back to that episode to find out what I put in to that bread because I think and we so could have an extremely valuable company. He was making, I think he was trying to make the Honduran quesadilla. Yeah. And it turned into a brick. It was like <laughs> if you could have made a skyscraper out Dude, of it. It's still it's still supporting my house. <laughs> it's the keystone of his house. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wow. So that, was, that was funny. I'll try to get through mine quickly. I drew Lux again, which means I had to spend $150. I will admit right off the bat, if I have to take a goose egg for this, I have to take a goose egg. But I did not spend $150 for several reasons. <laughs> what? So we all done fucked up. So one, I didn't want. I didn't want. I didn't want to. I'm, I'm happy to take the zero if it's if if that's what it requires. I didn't buy a few things as I had them at home. I, I I had a fancy pineapple. I my kids wanted me to buy a fancy expensive pink pineapple, <laughs> so I had this at home. I wasn't gonna go spend money on a pineapple for no reason. Uh, I had a bunch of the other ingredients. I wasn't going to go after all these other things. And then the thing that really prevented me from spending $150 was the most expensive bottle of rum at Whole Foods was $40. I bought it. (laughs) I got in my car, and I was like, they didn't charge me for the rum. (laughs) So I was like, oh, shit. Like, What? What do I do? You stole rum? (laughs) I stole rum. They checked it out. I didn't do this. You can't do self-checkout. They checked it out. They put it in my, in my bag. I got there, and I was like, part of me wants to go back and pay for this so that I can prove that I spent $150. I see what you're, see what you're doing here. It's really clever, filibuster. Filibustering by sh- like explaining this problem. And so, deking everybody from the fact that you did not spend $150. I, that, that was what kept me from spending $150. But would you have, what, would you, what would you do? <laughs> In this instance, I would have made a giant cake. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking world Seven record, t- ten tiers, <laughs> thirty tiers. Right. So here's what I did: instead of instead of making it fancy, I just bought twelve boxes of cake mix and made a huge cake. No, I um, I thought about like a rum soaked cake, and I thought, okay, what is a fancy rum soaked cake? Let me try to make a some version of a rum baba. So I did not have the. I also didn't want to like spend money gratuitously. I didn't go out and buy the little molds for a rum baba. So I used muffin a muffin pan. I uh, basically just creamed together sugar and butter and a little bit of coconut cream. Uh, added flour to that, eggs, 
I did not I did not want to. I mean, to your point, Brian, I just couldn't bring myself to put the coconut into the cake batter <laughs> again. Like I just didn't want to do it. I had done it for the original version. I omitted it. Uh, yeast, um, let it proof once for a couple hours, um, but it was getting close to midnight when I was doing this, so I was like, two hours is enough proofing. Broke it into little balls, buttered my muffin tins, put the little cake balls in there, let it proof again. I did sprinkle on some of the shredded coconut at that point, like like you were saying, Brian, just hoping that they would bake and brown at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried a different version where I actually just like put a bunch of leftover little dough balls into a, a circular cake pan and baked that too. Uh, baked it for 10, 15 minutes. They came out, they, they rose. Like they, I didn't get the height you, you would want because I didn't have like a tall enough little. No, you didn't use poolish. I didn't, my, I forgot to feed my poolish. So it didn't, it didn't rise enough. Uh, but they were like your little cakey balls. I used, sorry, I used bread flour cause I, I, uh, I wanted like a little more structure to it. And, and so it would, it would hold up. So it was, it was pretty cakey. I liked the texture of it. I made my syrup with coconut water and sugar and then I added I actually my my whole time out what's up Brian that sentence he just said using bread flour to add a little bit more structure to it actually <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever so all of the <laughs> right? all of the all of the Am recipes right? all of the like, recipes I read on, for let's get technical here Brian that doesn't mean anything bread <clears throat> flour can I, can lower gluten lower protein look would be less structure no higher gluten bread flour has higher protein but all of the recipes what? for rum baba are say to use like a higher protein flour, which is why I chose to do it. Higher protein content in bread flour, 100%. Whether it's relevant in, 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 a, in a cake, I, I don't know. But, I mean, it depends on how you mix it. If you let the gluten form first before enriching it, then it would it would make a difference. Was it but... providing more structure or was it just filibustering? It could, it, it could provide more structure. I mean, I, I don't. Well, yeah. How did you mix it? Like, did you let the glute? Did you like mix the flour with the? Was there any water in it? No, it's just it's just uh, no. The yeast went straight in. I used red star. I just went straight in with the flour and and butter and and then the only the only uh, moisture is from the egg. I mean, yeah, I think bread flour will give you a denser bread. It'll probably help it from you know deteriorating. But most AP flours like King Arthur, that shit is really strong. Like. If we if we were in a different country where their AP AP flour is actually weak, uh, it might make a difference. But um, I, I guess yeah, I mean I guess it could make it. I guess it could have more structural integrity. I mean I I would have to have tasted it. All right, seen all right. It, but I'm I, not I, like I, that. I lose my prosecution. <laughs> so I yeah, made. This... I mean it is a higher protein flour. So yeah. so one of the I mean I read like eight recipes for rum baba because like like you know full disclosure I've never made one of these so I'm learning, and the. One of like the sort of more famous ones, other than the Alain Ducasse one, like Pierre Kaufman makes one, and he does uh, with pineapple, which is why I thought this was appropriate for this, given that there's pineapple in this thing. And he likes to do a syrup that has you know diced pineapple in it. So that's why I just diced up all this pink pineapple. I made it into a syrup with coconut water and sugar, uh, reduced that for as long as I could stand to reduce it, and then added a bunch of the rum I stole from Whole Foods. Uh, I also didn't. I also didn't have. 
now we're now it's now it's <laughs> you know Whole Foods is a sponsor of the Dave Chang show, right? Well, they have a Chris, thief, a cashier who checked me out without charging me for this thing. Chris is a thief. I, I will and go a back colonizer. to Whole Foods and I will listen. Whole Foods, if you give me your address, I will mail you forty dollars in cash. Okay, Chris is. Oh, you're forgetting the tax. <laughs> I will mail you forty three dollars and seventy eight cents. I I um. Chris getting blasted. Fuck you guys, man. Fuck you guys. I hate this fucking show. You know who hates the show more than you, audience? Me. I hate this show more than you. I didn't have time. It was now we're talking like one a.m. I didn't have time to let it soak for a long, long. Was this last night time? Yeah. So I, I basically, I basically slice out of the oven. I took, I sliced them in half, and then just drenched them in the syrup. Put a little bit of the syrup and pineapple into a bowl. Put the two baba halves in there. I whipped up some uh, whipped cream because traditionally rum baba is with yes, uh, like chantilly cream or whatever. Whipped cream, a little coconut in there too, and then plopped that on top. Ate it very, very late. It was pretty delicious. I mean, did your kids eat it this morning? It's super soaked in rum. <laughs> so, so yes, like so much so that they can't eat it. <laughs> It's like, it was rummy. Actually, when I ate Dave's, I was like, this fucking guy put a lot of rum in his. And I ate mine last night, and I was like, this fucking guy put a lot of rum in his cake. So <laughs> it was, you know, it was it was super boozy. Um, you know, I don't think it was. I, I think I, I would, I've been looking for an excuse to make rum baba. Like, I think it's like a, a romantic notion. I've never tried one or never tried to make one. I think it's cool. And I actually... Love the idea of a rum-soaked cake, whether it's that or, or, or Caribbean rum cake. So uh, I had fun doing it. It felt like completely different than the very, 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 very sweet original. But, you know, I think part of making it Lux is making it a little less insanely sweet. So that was my Lux version. And now we get to the business end of Recipe Club where we got to do some scoring. I think before we get into the... <laughs> the boy Chris. This is... Uh, was that I didn't spend no money. I stole the rum, and then I just made basically a rum cake. <laughs> and that was my luck So, uh, the way it usually works is you oh get God. 10 points for doing your task. I think we got to go to the producers here. What? On, yeah, on these we rules? need a judge on this. So, We're I have to recuse disaster, myself. Man. All right. So, so rather than... So, let me, just, let, me finish, let me finish explaining the rules. So... On the show, there's 10 points available for doing your basic task. Did did Dave cook it with pantry only? Did Brian stick to his budget? Did I make mine Lux? Mm-mm. And then there are 10 points to distribute that we each, each have to distribute to our, our uh, former friends here on the show for things we like that they did. Uh, I'm going to be giving here's, – here's I will start us off by saying I'm going to be rewarding Dave for the ambition. I think that like I think the plan and the ambition and the – alternate universe in which you made the Twinkie thing. All of those were really interesting and cool points to me. That's what I'll be giving Dave points for. For Brian, I think that it's like, it basically is simple. I think that you went way off book. (laughs) I don't think you helped somebody make a budget cake, but I will say these things. One, I think your point about shitty rum needs to be tattooed onto the face of the world. (laughs) Like, good rum is really good. And I think more than a lot of other alcohols, Shitty rum has brought down the reputation of really real rum. Like real rum is really fucking good to drink, even mm. just by itself, mm. neat, sipping it as you would anything else. 
I, whiskey I, bourbon. I, I take offense to all the bad rum lovers out there because you guys are shooting on Malibu rum and Captain Morgan's all, yeah. all, Jerry all, all our potential Look, sponsors. I, I, and I, I, I love you guys. I'm not I'm, worried about the rum per se. I, 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 I will stand up for myself and say, uh, cake. What I made was like maybe ten bucks. I, I do think making a good cake doesn't cost that much, and using butter, eggs, sugar, vanilla, rum, like. We ain't tie, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't go Lux and make a Baba or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I well, I if you want, if you if we want to start, if you want to get nitpicky about this, you spent twenty dollars on just the rum, yeah, and then the cost, of the ingredients would have been way more than twenty dollars. So this is not bucks. a twenty dollars. I spent thirty. I spent thirty bucks. Okay. Um, I spent I thirty bucks. This is if what I our audience I, complains about. Too competitive. I don't know. More than I cost, twenty. I don't know. I'm, I, I may just be I, an Asian I know, guy, but, but I'm really good at math. But the, but the producers gave it to me, and all I'm trying all right, to say right, is hey, that hey, let's move on. Send in your scores. So no more. Don't stop with this competitiveness, guys. It's just unbecoming of both of you. All right. No. But I, I was going to say the other thing that I'm going to give Brian points for. If I'm uh, when it boils down to it, of the three cakes, the one that I. I want to eat the most is the one that Brian has described. So that is what I'll be giving my points for. What are you giving Thank your you. points for? I think both of you guys did a lot of effort and, you know, Chris did make two of them. So I am giving Chris credit for that, even though I don't, don't need to. Um, I, I'm disregarding the, the failure of completing Lux in my definition um, and I'm disregarding the technical aspects of Brian making it under 20 bucks. So that's not part of the equation. My equation is like, I think your cake is clearly, Brian is the most delicious. And I think captures the origins of this recipe, which I don't even know if the original recipe was trying to capture. It could have just been a something else. Um, and I think Chris spent a lot of time trying to make something that was Lux. You know, so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm basically, my, I, I think both of you guys put in admirable effort. Admirable. <laughs> Brian, my former friend, <laughs> what will you be giving points for? I knew you was mad about that wedding invite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, listen, man, I, honestly, Chris, I think that uh, you showed that you're straight G by not going back in the store. I think that that's like, that's real record. Talk about college days. We're all out here. All three of us did a Listen, college bro, level move here. If you all three of us. And you I, walked out of the grocery look, store and they didn't charge you for the booze. That's the best day of your college life. I think, I think the fact that you literally that happened and you're saying it on air, that's G G level. So you a homie for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, look at the end of the day, I, I know, you know, what my work specifies and all that kind of thing. And I'm mostly playing around. I think Baba's beautiful. Like, you know, there's something in Mexico called Mantecada. I think you probably made something really delicious and like kind of luxurious and not just in the sense of price, but luxurious in the sense of how it tasted, the way you plated it, the way, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of levels to it. So I'm not going to, I'm not like going to disrespect Baba or any kind of thing. I think it's beautiful. So, uh, I'll give you the credit for making all of that. I, I think, <clears throat> I think just putting the thought to, to just go in a different direction as well. Uh, you know, Hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what's up. So you were real G and then <laughs> Dave bought the cake thing, bro. He bought the, uh, <laughs> he bought the bro, he bought the, like, honestly, man, I literally think I almost cried. Like of like, I mean, I'm tempted you know to when, give like, 10 points see... a day for the cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying man you know when you see like someone you love like at home try to do something and like they fail and you see it from a distance and you just like feel really 
sad but warm mm. and like you go comfort them that's how i felt yeah, well, hearing I this so it. like i appreciate the pity also you tr well no hold on yeah that actually was the definition of pity but <laughs> you, yeah I, I was like i was about to say it's not pity but it was you you try to make a freaking three layer cake in a microwave man yeah. like that's dope and you almost succeeded if if you had not uh you know because you didn't cool it down whatever so look at the end of the day man we all here we made some mistakes maybe but i think I think I'm gonna give my points to you guys for those specific well, things, not even it. about how it tastes. It's like I think there was real effort. Let, there. let, me, let me just stress yeah. that when I made the the the, the concrete brick, um, that was one of the most disastrous, most embarrassing things I've ever done. I have to say that this might eclipse that because it was so what I made was so fucking terrible, and it was like a car crash. A multi-car crash that I was seeing happening, but I was still making all the cars drive into this car crash. I saw the whole thing happen. I still did it because I was thinking what I, why I wanted the damn cake case. I wanted to be able to showboat this motherfucker around being like, I'm going to cook this shit in a microwave. Look, <laughs> that's what I envisioned, and it was a disaster. But it was, looks is... so ugly. It looks so ugly. That is the thing that I think Brian and I are both rewarding is the fact that you were like, <laughs> I'm going to get a cake stand with a glass case on top of it because I believe I'm going to make something beautiful, deserving of a cake stand. With, with no the, recipe. With <laughs> everything. everything about yeah. yeah. Yes. You got to. Yeah. I see. I, I applaud the ambition. All right. So Dave's points are in. I think my points are in. Brian, can you text your two scores? Your oh yeah, I'm having two. a text discussion right now. I guess. I guess I must have missed the memo. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Shit. Uh, once right, we've got our point tallies here, it's just just really quickly while Brian is sending his points in, let me give an update on the season Damn. rankings or season uh, standings. Currently, with an average score of 21.3 points per episode, Dave Chang. Uh, in second is John DeBerry. In third is Priya Krishna. Gabby, stop updating them as I'm doing them. <laughs> Brian is currently sitting in fourth with uh, 19.5. Chris is in fifth with 19.4. And Rachel is uh, climbing back out of the cellar with 15 points. Uh, are your points in, Brian? Yeah, they are. All right. So... I guess I, I, my last episode, things have changed. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I did it. I split the 10 evenly. All right. I split the 10. Total 10. Here are scores. <laughs> I'm so sad what? about this. Uh, with a score of 10 plus 5 plus 4 of 19 is David Chang. Who gave me fucking 4? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a score of 10, 5 and 5 is... Brian Ford, <laughs> and with a winning score of 21, 10 plus 5 plus 6, is uh, this, uh, <laughs> this, this fucking known felon. <laughs> this this, this, this is, I agree. It's, I had to, I just panicked, dude. I, had, I literally was going this, into this whole thing this thinking I here. could just give. However much I wanted, and not use the full ten. Let me I just no say, um, it's like you're like right on the spot. It's like you're like Ralph Nader. All you had to do was drop out of the election. <laughs> no, but you couldn't. It's not about said, Ralph yeah, Nader, man. It's, 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 I I thought the rules were different, and they changed, and then I had to make a decision on so, air. Gloves texting. are off, muckers. Cheaters, cheaters do prosper. Uh, 
<laughs> that uh, should have you literally should have had eleven points. So that, so that I don't, man. Hey, man, can I take it back? No, this is crazy. We've already done I this mean, a million times. It's too late. So the updated standings are: this is like Survivor, where somebody thinks that they didn't get voted off, but they voted themselves <laughs> off. <laughs> this is exactly what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so this this actually has some ramifications. <laughs> Dave's, or should I say, uh, Brian's actions this time around have brought Dave into a dead tie with John DeBerry for first place with 21 points. Priya <laughs> is still in third with 20. Brian, you've inched forward closer to Priya Krishna with 19.6666666 on into infinity. Uh, Why do you have to say all them sixes? <laughs> I'm at 19.5555555, and Rachel's in the caboose with 15. We got one more quick order of business before we can get out of here. Uh, oh, yeah. Brian, your yeah. next ingredient, next time you're on the show, is going to be hot dogs. The, the final four, the final four uh, candidates are, is this real? Are you guys fucking with me? Isabel yeah. Rocio's. Hot dog marshmallow skewer surprise. Oh man! <laughs> Number two is Rachel Dar's hot dog and beans. Michael Phillips stuffed hot dogs and Emily Weiser's wiener spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> What's in the stuffed hot dog recipe? The we're choosing this for Brian. <laughs> the it's it's fine. That's what I chose. All right. It's fine because the thing is, I'm choosing that because if I'm gonna be doing all this with hot dogs, I at least want to kind of eat it a little bit. So these are basically uh, hot dogs stuffed with mashed potatoes, cheese, green onions, yep. bacon yep. bits, sour cream. That's, Sounds like that's a Seattle hot picked. dog. It's going to be great. <laughs> that's what I picked. Um, I wanted to, you know, it's just like I want to eat it a little bit. So This is going to be Brian Ford's restriction. You will be making stuffed hot dogs, but not just any stuffed hot dogs. You're going to be making stuffed hot dogs with the restriction What kind of spin as, was that? You want a better spin? You want a real spin? No, no. What did I get? Pantry only? Pantry only. Uh, are hot dogs even pantry? Are they shelf stable? Yeah, you have Vienna sausages. You can do that. <sighs> Damn, those are good as hell. Yeah. All right, pantry only. Though. It is. Dave's. Oh, yeah, I'll yourself. take. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Pantry only. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a man spin right there, and it lands. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> vegan. Dave will be making his stuff. Oh, motherfucker. Vegan. <laughs> Beyond doesn't make hot I dogs hope, yet. I, I hope you get Lux, motherfucker. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, that's Keto, that's easy. fine. Mashed potatoes. Mm. Okay. Uh, so next time around, we will be making Michael Phillips's stuffed hot dogs. Brian will be doing it. Pantry only. Dave will be doing it vegan. And I'll be making I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm getting a zero round. <laughs> uh, glad, glad this vegan. is all settled. Glad uh, everybody vegan. is happy. This is rigged. What a surprise. <laughs> I thought this season at least, you know, the show would be real. The Not the WWE. I didn't know it was going to be like Vince, Vince McMahon just choosing the winners. <laughs> the show's creator, producer, and host is calling the show rigged, which is one of my I, favorite things. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time, bro. Chris, I can't believe you stole that shit, didn't spend the money, and won. Whoa, 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 whoa. You literally stole it. Oh, I did. I know. Oh, no, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. panicked. I I was under duress. I was under duress. Uh, Give us five stars. (laughs) Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, My name is Chris Ying. I used to co-host this with Dave, but he has left the studio. And uh, he's giving a big L. Brian Ford, thank you very much. We'll see you all very soon. Give us five stars. Peace, 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 peace.
This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. 